Okay, hey y'all, it's your girl Monique, right on back with a date with destiny. I told you I'll come right back to conclude um, the last testimony of the night with Miss Adriana Thompson, and the name of her story is called Epiphany. So, let's go. You, I loved you. Gave you my body and soul. And you laughed at me. You treated me like a joke. You used me up. There's nothing left inside. You emptied my heart. Assaulted my pride. And when I thought you were done, you came back for more. And with my spirit, you wiped the floor. You shattered my dreams. Laid to rest my hopes. Loved yourself and no one else. And it's hard for me to cope. Called me names, put me down, criticized, and ridiculed me. And you loved to screw around. You never loved me, despite your words. Couldn't have cared less. Tore up my life. Left me in a mess. Now I'm so afraid. Can't seem to open my heart. Been trying to move on. Praying for a new start. The wounds are so raw. The pain is still fresh. Years have passed. But it feels like you just left. I'm so scared of being hurt again. I don't think my heart can take it. If this time love doesn't win. And so I live day to day. Wishing for love and happiness. Keeping my heart tightly locked away. Afraid that I'll fail yet another test. Afraid of the price my heart will pay. I was at a point in my life where I was walking around with the weight of the world on my shoulders. My job was stressing me. My man was stressing me and my bills were stressing me. I was struggling to hold things together for my three kids. I was fighting what felt like a losing battle against poverty and depression. I had a good job, but with that job, I had accumulated a pile of bills as I tried my hardest to do with one income. What could better be done with two? My head hurt and my back ached from the 12 hours I busted my behind working at the hospital. And I was more than disgusted with my former husband slash baby daddy and his spiriatic child support payments this man had already left me with a five week old two other children and no job it had taken time sheer will and much help from the good lord to make it from the pit of depression i fell into after he left to deal with the heartache and disappointment and humiliation that comes along with the failed marriage But I had managed to make it through all of that 
only to land in a new space full of new stressors, single motherhood. At least I had a decent job and a decent home and my smart, beautiful children were pretty easy to raise. But still, there were three of them and only one of me. And I was one person dealing with three separate personalities, moods, and quirks. It took two to make them. There definitely shouldn't have been two of us there to raise them, but no. There was just me and the pressure of having to teach my girls to be women and my son to be a man was staggering. It felt like I was carrying a boulder of parenthood around me day in and day out and my knees were buckling beneath the pressure and the mere weight of the load. That's where he came in with his looks and his swagger. He wasn't no Denzel. Handsome, but he possessed the strong facial features that had always appealed to me. And he had a way about him that made him stand out in the crowd. He he wasn't tall or the best dressed man I've ever seen. He was just magnetic and so cool. You would swear he was a Billy D's twin brother. The confidence he exuded was almost Paul below. He was so smooth and slick, too slick for a girl like me, who'd only ever loved one man her whole life and had married that man and given him children too slick for me since I was in such desperate need of love. I was so desperate for love that I looked for it on the sidewalk while driving down the street. I searched for it on the pews of my church. I wanted, no, I needed love desperately. And that made me ripe for his picking. I met him at work. He smiled at me and day after day would come into my place of business driving a clean white SUV. He was always very cordial towards me and maybe if my self-esteem hadn't been located somewhere below sea level, I would have seen his friend friendliness as flirting. But instead, I focused on my work and smiled at him in return of his smiles, greeted him when he greeted me and went on with my work and the longing still inside me, the need for love intensifying with every breath that I breathe. Then one day, he asked for my number with a caveat that he was married. Yes, he was upfront about it, made no excuses and told no lies. He was married, but he wanted to talk to me. He said I was sexy. That was a word I'd never heard paired with my name. My husband had often made me feel desirable, but never sexy. That alone made me wonder about this man. And so I gave him my number. But my bruised ego 
never let me believe he would really call me. It was just nice that he shown interest in me, I thought. Imagine the giddiness, excitement, and sheer delight I felt when he actually did call. We talked, and he asked me about my life, my children, my interests. He was easy to talk to, and he was very skilled at listening. I enjoyed our conversations. So when he asked to come visit me at my place, I agreed. I introduced him to my kids and they liked him. He had kids of his own, several kids, but that didn't concern me. Neither did the fact that he had a wife. After all, someone had slept with my husband and taken him from me. Why should I care about his wife's feelings? Why should she be my concern at all? I wasn't looking for forever I was just looking at right now I was looking for some relief something to ease my heartache and plug up the holes my ex had left in my soul I needed to feel wanted and what she didn't know wouldn't hurt her so I saw him a few times and we talked and held hands and for the first time he kissed me he was trembling the thought that I excited him that much made me feel like superwoman I excited him and with his touch he made me feel alive again, jump started my femininity. He was passionate and skilled and in this one man I found all of the relief and comfort that I needed and against my better judgment and my own intentions I fell in love y'all did you hear what I said? I said I fell in love. I love this man and though he was married He gave me more time and attention than the man whose surname I still carried. He showered me with attention, spent the night with me, and called me all times of the night when we were apart. Said he couldn't get enough of my love. And so our love grew day by day, week by week, month by month, and I settled into my role as his mistress. He gave me his love and his time and I reciprocated with all of my heart and my soul. I raised my children and went to work and never missed a Sunday at church. All the while giving my heart and my body to another woman's husband. Then one evening he came to visit me with his head hung low. He had crashed his car and needed to borrow mine. Of course I let him. I mean, we were in love. If he needed my help, I was glad to give it to him. But as a few minutes, he promised it would take him, you know, to handle his business. And that turned into hours and I began to worry then. I began to wonder what business did he have at night anyway? When he finally returned, he smiled. You know, he... And he kind of smelled funny. And when I asked him about the smell, he really admitted that 
it was marijuana. I was shocked, but not shocked enough to stop seeing him. I loved him, and returning late with smoking marijuana wasn't enough to destroy what I felt for him. Later, he dropped another bombshell that he lost his job and asked if he could borrow $20. Oh, and could he use my vehicle again? I was a little more apprehensive this time, but nevertheless, I said yes. Why? Because I loved him. And there I was again, pacing the floor, waiting hours for him to return, praying that he wouldn't wreck the vehicle my father had so graciously gifted me. This time, it was nearly daybreak. Before he returned, and I was so angry, I broke it off right then and there. Yet I loved him, and I needed him. So when he called, I let him back into my heart and my life and as time ticked away his behavior continued to change more and more he would borrow my car and my money and spend less and less time loving me but in my mind I believed that if I just held on things would go back to normal and he would once again fill up my empty spaces my ex-husband had left behind I couldn't give up hope because I love him I loved him when his marijuana use escalated to crack addiction I loved him when he was arrested and incarcerated I loved him when his wife left him I loved him when he was released from jail I loved him when he moved in with me with a promise that he was clean I loved him when his other woman vandalized my vehicle. I loved him when he totaled my vehicle. I loved him when he punched me and choked me. I loved him when he said cruel things to me. I loved him when he left me. I loved him when he returned. I love him so much that I forgot to love me. I lost myself. I lost my sense of who I was before him. My love and need for him consumed me. It was all I thought about or wanted. I love my kids, but that was different. I was addicted to what this man had once given me. So addicted that I was willing to wade through the filthy sewage of his troubles to get to the paradise of what we once shared I thought if I just loved him hard enough I could change him and save him I believed that my love could heal him he needed me no one else could fix him like I could then one day he got tired of the mess that was his life and checked into rehab I was so proud and happy for him and I stood by his side as he did the work to restore his life. We were apart for months. And had little contact with each other. When I could finally visit him, I was there with bells on. He was better 
and my hope was renewed. He stayed in rehab and went on with I had went on with my life and little by little I became accustomed to his absence and I became more aware of the things that I've been neglecting while trying to keep our relationship alive because of the tumult of our love affair. You know, I'd forgotten that my children needed me more than anyone else. And I began to devote myself to them. And when he asked me to move away with him so that he could escape the bad influences that kept him bound to the drugs, I said no, opting not to uproot my children. His suggestion, leave them behind. My answer, no way. Ours would have to be a long-distance relationship. Shouldn't he be able to agree to that since I stood by him? Through so many trials, wasn't my request a reasonable one? We would see each other about once a month, and I was okay with that. I loved him, and any time we spent together was special to me. I especially remember celebrating Valentine's Day with him. In that first year after he sobered up, it is one of those occasions I'll never forget. He made me feel so special and loved and so needed. Then one day I found out about the many women that he was seeing besides me. After all we've been through and all I'd done to help him, I still wasn't enough. I was devastated and I prayed harder than I ever had in church the following Sunday. And for the first time, I heard the voice of God as clearly as if he was sitting on the pew right next to me. I suppose that maybe he actually was sitting there. He said, why? Why do you keep doing this to yourself? It's time to move on. You deserve better just like that I had an epiphany I realized just how unbalanced my life had been how I'd thrown all of my time and energy into a relationship that started out wrong and was therefore doomed to fail I realized that as much as I prayed and attended church the life I was leading was nowhere near Christian-like I realized that even in trying to help this man my motives were selfish I wasn't trying to fix him so that he would lead a better life. I was trying to fix him so that he would be a better mate to me. I realized that in nurturing my love for him, I had neglected everything, everything else in my life, including my own well-being and mental health, but most of all, In letting him and his vices consume me. I'd broken my children's heart. I'd only been half the mother to them that they deserved. And that one revelation literally broke my heart. And so I moved on. That epiphany was like someone pulling back the heavy curtains in a dark room. Allowing the bright sunshine to illuminate every corner. By letting him go, 
I removed the dark cloud from above my head and cleared the cleared the cobwebs that had tangled my thinking. Left behind were gaping wounds that have still not totally healed. I can admit that I am still a little fearful of love or at least I am fearful of love as I once knew it to exist but at the same time I am ready for true love the love that God promised to send my way but one thing's for sure I will never sacrifice my soul again I will never lose my sense of self ever again for an No one and nothing will I sacrifice the life, the love, and freedom that God has so graciously gifted me. He gifted to me. And that's my epiphany. Well, I hope you all were just, you know, blessed and encouraged in your soul right now with Miss Adriana Thompson, her encouraging testimony about epiphany. You know, if we just, you know, keep it real about this whole thing, you know, a lot of us females, we do tend to, you know, fall into this type of trap when, you know, our hearts have been broken by someone and then someone else comes along. And they're treating you right. They're saying the nice words. They're doing all, you know. They're doing all these things that the the other one didn't. And more, you know. And so you, you just start to feel special. You feel, you know, valued. You feel wanted, needed. You know what I'm saying? And so you just fall for it. You just really fall for it. And you fall hard, you know, at times. But then you realize, you know, that, you know, something within yourself is, is just, you know, not right. It just, it, it, it may feel right at the moment, but at the end of the day, you just still feel empty. You, you just feel dead on the inside because you realize that nothing and no one can satisfy you the way Jesus can. And when she finally, you know, had come to the grips of herself and, you know, in church, you know, she just totally laid, 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 laid it all out to God and surrendered everything to God. And she just surrendered it all to him, the relationship and everything. And then God was able to come inside and do that work in and through her that she so desperately needed. And she opened up her heart to receive the healing, the restoration that God has for her, his deliverance touch that he has. And that is exactly what he wants to do. You know, when we think that we blow it, that we, we don't, you know, messed up, God is always right there. He's always right there to, to pick us up and give us a brand new start and help us to walk the straight and narrow path and and know that you still God have a plan and purpose for your life it doesn't matter what you've done what you're into he loves you unconditionally 
and you just surrender it all to him. And so I'm just um, thankful that that is what happened with Adriana and how she, you know, she admitted, you know, that she had just completely lost herself. And at times that's how we, we do. It doesn't even have to be in a relationship. Sometimes we we lose ourselves in, in our, in our job, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, you know, in our careers, you know, within money, whatever it may be, we just sometimes just lose ourselves and get carried away and thinking that this is what it is, you know, searching for something, you know, but know that you're already loved, you're already valuable by God. You are the apple of God's eye. You're his crown jewel. You are a queen. You're royalty. You're, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. This is what Jesus said in his word. So whenever we feel like that, you know, when we, we have to turn to someone to validate. So you don't need to turn to anybody to, to val- validate you. Turn to God's word. Just turn to God's word and speak his promises over your life. And saying, no, this is what the word of God says about me. And I'm going to choose to speak God's word. You know. And he will help you fight the temptation. He will help you. But again, this is a story, you know, that, you know, we, we, we can all relate to it. And um, I just, you know, hope and pray that your your soul was all just blessed and encouraged um, by this testimony. Testimonies of all uh, three that I had um, shared with you on today, on tonight. And um, again, you know, just as always, you know, continue to send in your thoughts and comments about any of the podcasts. I truly appreciate each one. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, username at Bo Soldier Girl. Um, you can send me an email, BowSoldiersForChrist at gmail.com. And again, I, I would love to say with this quick update that, you know, I'm so thankful and grateful to God that people are listening to the podcast in all throughout the United States, as well as United Kingdom, Sweden. Grenada and Ireland I am truly thankful to God for all what he has done and all what he's about to do I give him all the glory honor and praise for everything and um you know I'll be back um on next time to share another um inspiring testimony with you by it's all females, by the way. So, um, you know, us females could relate. And guys, fellas, if you're listening to that, you're being blessed and encouraged as well by the testimony. But nevertheless, you know, just know that God would always turn our mess into a message. You know, he, at the end of the day, know that he'll never leave you or forsake you. But he is always right there. He will always be right there. Just call on him. Just call on him call out to him God's word says draw near to me and I will draw near to you so you just draw near to Jesus that is what this young lady had did 
she had just truly was desperately needed and wanting the one true love and that is God to come inside of her and, and, and just heal her and restore her and heal her broken heart and that is what God would do because his word says he is close to the broken hearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit so know that right now that God is close to you in whatever situation that you may be going through that you have went through God is there to see you through and also listen now if you want to share your testimony with me even if you want to come on the air and and tell your testimony just forget at me okay get at me and I'll be delighted to 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 hear your testimony and that others hear and be encouraged and inspired as well so if you um you know want to share your testimony on air just let me know okay get at me all right facebook twitter at bow soldier girl send me an email bow soldiers for christ at gmail.com those who have my number you text me okay so just get at me all right message me let me know all right that will be awesome and waiting to hear okay so until next time loves grace peace love and blessings this is monique signing off you know i catch you back next time love ya stay blessed